0: It's time for board chat. Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone, over the blue line. Of course, we're going, man, we're going top shelf today. We're feeling fancy. As we talk about everything Freds, Canes, Glads, Owls, and NHL, I'm Jeremy the Impact York, your host. Thanks for joining us this week. At the back end of this show, we have a great interview. I had a lot of fun talking to this guy. He is the other alternate captain for our KSU Owls. He is Daniel Kotnor. He is a center, played around with some left wing this year. They're starting to shuffle some things up. I really like some of the changes they're doing, and I think they're going to pay dividends down the road. But I talked to Daniel for a few minutes. I definitely want to hang out for that. Uh, Before we get started, I want to tell you that if you would like to follow or support this show, you could do so the following ways. You can email us at 3NZone.com. At gmail.com. That is the number three, E N D Z O N E, at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media. You could also search for Jeremy York. You could also search for Board Check. As always, if you like to just click a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as well. You can go to Twitter. You have a couple options there because this is the Super Special Show. You can go to at team impact media and scroll down to the appropriate show. Click on it. Listen as many times as you want. There is no cap to that. You can also go to at board check B O A R D C H E C K. Yes, it has its own. This is the only show that has its own Twitter account. You will find all things hockey and board check on that. You will also find some rugby ATL and rugby related things as well. We kind of, encompass that as of last year you can if you would like to follow me on any of the social medias you can follow at the impact 99 on twitter triller tiktok and instagram and as always if you would like to leave us a question comment suggestion rating review or just find us wherever you find a podcast you can go to places like the itunes store spotify Podcast One, and basically anywhere you find a podcast in order to find us. If there is a place you find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will remedy that as soon as we can. Usually, pretty fast. On tonight's show, as I said, we will talk Canes, we will talk Preds, we will talk GLADs, we will talk KSU Owls. And, of course, you'll hear from Daniel Cottonar, K- uh, fantastic gentleman, man fantastic uh, KSU that team is full of some uh, fantastic human beings and I hope to be able to convey that through having as many on this show as I can. But let's start with some NHL headlines, some of the big stories going on right now that I wanted to uh, bring to your attention or maybe tell you a little more about. Um, let's start with the scary moment this this is beyond scary to me. Chris Letang of the Penguins had his second stroke. His first one was over eight years ago. Uh, there was no lasting effects for the most part. He didn't even know he had it until he knew he didn't feel right. He asked his trainers, Hey, uh, what's going on with this? And uh, they, they immediately said, yeah, you need to go to the hospital. He goes to the hospital, come to find out he had uh, his second stroke. The other one was eight years ago. No lasting effects from that. in um, The article I read, and I even back-checked this and some other articles written as well, and said this was non-career threatening. First off, he's, what, 35 years old? And second off, uh, we don't know that yet, just because he has no lasting effects as of right now. But he, he said he had a migraine headache, went to get checked out, and come to find out, he was born with a small hole in his heart. Apparently, this is not as uncommon as you think and that for most people, that hole closes in, and I guess with his, it just occasionally comes open or or creates itself, I I didn't, I couldn't ever get more information on that, but uh, I do know he is doing well, he was, they don't know, he's out indefinitely, they do not know when exactly he could come back, but he has been seen at the arena and around the team, he just, I believe, is not practicing or skating, which is probably the best thing, but You know, prayers and thoughts to Chris Letang and his family. Um, The fact, the whole no lasting effect. There's a lasting effect. You just didn't see it, I think. So uh, I just wish the best for him. If that means he's on the ice, off the ice, doesn't matter. It's about the human being at this point. And uh, wish Chris Letang the best. And uh, like I said, that's a scary moment. Scary moment. Um, now just more positive things, right? More positive things. Let's start with, well, not not so positive. We'll, we'll go back with a little bit of the, uh, another scary thing. Uh, goalie for the Vancouver Canucks, Thatcher Demko, who is a, trust me, I, I target him in fantasy a lot. If you guys aren't playing fantasy hockey, I can understand that. It's, it's not for everybody. Uh, it's a lot of work but uh, it's a lot of fun maybe next year we'll start a board check lead or something like that have some fun with you guys uh, but he's gonna miss six weeks with a they call it a lower body injury it seemed to be his right leg that he went down on the ice and was not able to put a lot if at all any kind of pressure on it as uh, he was ex- as he exited the ice um this is a big blow for Vancouver Vancouver has been thriving. Lately, and uh, having Thatcher Demko not in your net is uh, going to be a little bit of a blow to them. Uh, we wish him the best in his recovery, and uh, hopefully he heals fast and, and as painless as possible, and we look forward to seeing him back out there. Hopefully he is not rushed back out there. I, yeah, that bugs me more than anything. Look, I want to see my favorite players just as much as anybody, but I also want to see my favorite players healthy. And if that means they have to take an extra week or so or more to be fully healthy to return, then that's what I want. If that means they don't return, as long as they are healthy, happy human beings, that is that is very much uh, what I am after. That's just me personally. If you guys don't agree, that's fine. Hey, send your questions, comments, suggestions, all those through all those channels I told you about earlier. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you disagree with me, if you think I'm completely out of my mind, or maybe you agree with me, let me know. Love to hear from you guys, and it's always nice meeting you guys uh, out and about uh, around town and everything. Uh, hopefully here soon for the holiday season, we will let you guys know places that we will be. When we get to the Gladiators portion, I will remind you guys uh, the next time you'll see me out that way. Um, also, Vancouver hosted the Sedine Twins and Roberto Luongo as part of the Hockey Hall of Fame inductions, with uh, all three of them going in this year. Uh, just Vancouver did it right. They, they did such a good job of honoring, uh, it's fan, It's just almost unbelievable. that They had three going in at the same time, let alone two twins or let alone a set of twins. And one of the best goalies, at least of probably my lifetime, uh, Longer was great. Uh, loved seeing him perform. Uh, not only they get three in the Hall of Fame at the same year, but they were able to honor them all and have them all there. And it, they just, like I said, just did a spectacular job. Spectacular job. Great for uh, Vancouver. Uh, city I would love to visit. Don't see it in my immediate future, but hopefully I get to visit that pretty soon because I hear great things from all of you guys about it. Uh, and then lastly, uh, let's talk about the Anaheim Ducks have put together a streaming service, streaming channel, not quite sure what they're calling it, but this thing is amazing. This thing ha- will have live broadcast. It's going to have a library of podcasts, like uh, past and present, um, and it's just a, a duck stream. It's like their own media channel. And here's the best part: this cost zero dollars and zero cents. It's literally free. All you do is go, I think, download it or go sign up. It is absolutely free. And you can listen to all your Ducks content. And they don't just have Ducks content. They've had uh, Doc Emmerich on to tell stories. They've had uh, they had the play-by-play announcer of the Kraken. They've had former players. They've had other people. Just, just fantastic. Go check it out. I, I went and checked it out earlier today. It, it is really awesome. I, I see other teams in the league are doing similar things. And a lot more will be following suit when they realize how awesome this is. But uh, go check out the Ducks streaming service, uh, media channel, whatever they want to call it. It's great. Now let's get into a little bit of Nashville Predators. Uh, I'm going to tell you the postponed games from when the... I don't want to say the Great Flood, because there was a flood a handful of years ago, and that would almost make light of it, and I do not want to make light of that. Uh, That was catastrophic. But they did have a pipe burst in Bridgestone Arena, and in having that pipe burst, there was a good bit of water in the the lower levels, I believe it was multiple levels, in the lower levels, that required, was it 5 million, 5,000? I don't know, it was a lot of water. It was pumped out of there. It is fixed now. They they have the situation under control. Um, I do believe they have started to hold events there. They don't. Have they had? Did they have? Yes, they have had events there since. Okay. Making sure. Making sure of that. They have had a couple games since. But those games were postponed, and I can tell you the new updated times. They will now play the Columbus Blue Jackets on January 17th. They will host them. Uh, 7 p.m. puck drop for that one. That'll be coming up uh, in a little over a month. And they will host the Avalanche on April 14th. That is a 7 p.m. puck drop for that one as well. So we all knew they'd get, they'd get everything together. We all knew that they would just... Uh, you know, reprogram all and everything and, and a re redo it. They, they do these games at some point. But uh, great on the NHL and the Preds and, and Avs and Blue Jackets on getting together and figuring that out rather quickly. Moving on. Let's talk about the last few games for our Nashville Predators. On Tuesday, on Tuesday... They faced, They hosted the Anaheim Ducks, the ones with the new media channel. Amazing tie-in there, right? Definitely not on purpose. They hosted them. They won 2 to nothing in overtime with your goals from Sissons and Roman Yossi. You had Juicy Soros with a 34-save victory in net there. And then on Thursday, they went up to New Jersey to take on the Devils. They won that one four to three in overtime with your goals coming from Sissons. He's starting to eat up. Granlin and two from uh Ryan Johansson. Juicy Soros with 25 saves in that victory. Anytime you beat the devils, it's a good day, right? And then they go to I guess Long Island, but they go face the Islanders. Up in New York, and they beat them four to nothing. They decided we ain't going to overtime three in a row. Uh, Philip Forsberg had a goal. So did Roman Yossi. So did Michael Granlund, and Matt Duchesne had the fourth. Lankinen gets a 48 save win, and I'll tell you too. I have heard. I have heard. From a lot of goalies, um, uh, and for the most part, I'd say about two thirds of them say they would rather be peppered with shots all night than to be, uh, than to you know they'd rather have a, a forty save night than a seventeen because seventeen means that um, while every shot is important, having having to only worry about seventeen means they're having to stay fresh, they're having to stay on top of things, they're having to stay loose. If they're being peppered with shots all night, 30, 40 shots, then they have to. Then they 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 have to stay sharp all the time. Like they're there there's no time to get cold. They're they're constantly moving, constantly warm. So, uh, I would agree with that. I, I remember the the few days of of playing goalie. Definitely was a hockey go. Well, I played hockey goalie a little bit, not in any organized league, but uh, playing. Throughout middle school and high school, if we played soccer, or things like that, football, otherwise known as. Um, a lot of times, I, I would much rather be busy trying to block shots all the time than standing around waiting on a shot. Because it, it seems like every time you're standing around, it made it harder to make that stop. Or if you're used to moving around, it makes it easier. So I, I could definitely see that. now um, oh, here we go. Upcoming schedule for... Aren't Nashville Predators. Hey, if you're goalies out there and if you want to reach out and tell me how you feel about that, let me know. You know all the channels. I just told you about all those there. And uh, love to hear from you. In fact, when you guys send me in your questions, comments, suggestions, if you are okay with it, I will feature a lot of those questions, comments, suggestions on this show. Uh, So that, you know, I want your voice to be heard too. This show is is more about you guys and covering these teams than it is about anything I ever do. Upcoming schedule. The Preds will be in Tampa Bay to face the Lightning on Thursday. That is a 7 p.m. puck drop on that one. And they will be – they will host Ottawa at the Bridgestone Arena at 1.30 on Saturday. That should be a good matchup. Ottawa is – everybody thinks they're a struggling team. I I think they they are on the brink of making a major run. We will see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Uh, Let's go to some hurricanes. And the hurricanes have uh, had an interesting week as well. Uh, Not planned whatsoever, but we will have a tie-in to the Mighty mighty Ducks here in a minute. Uh, But here lately, they, on Tuesday... They faced the Penguins up at Pittsburgh. They won that one 3 to 2 in overtime with Brett Pesci, Andrey Svechnikov, and Marty Nachos all with goals in that one. Kachekov with the 30 save win in that one. By the way, fantasy hockey, if you have not picked that guy up, you should. He's done wonders for me. Uh, maybe it's because I follow this team and knew about him. Uh, on Thursday. <laughs> They faced the Blues up in St. Louis. They won that one 6-4. to four Goals from Brent Burns. Good to see Burns on the scoreboard. He usually gets a lot of assists, but he had an assist and a goal in this one. Uh, Jordan Stahl lights the lamp. Seth Jarvis. And not to be outdone, Martin Nook with a hat trick. Hat trick on the road is not as cool as a hat trick uh, at home, but a hat trick is a hat trick in the book. So congratulations to uh, Jordan Martinook on that one. Once again, Kachetkov with the with 10 saves. And Anti Ronta with 12. Usually the way that goes, that means Kachetkov got the win. It's usually the last goalie in that gets the win or loss. Um Interesting to swap those out there. I'll put it that way. Uh, and then the last game, just last night, they were in L.A. to take on those Kings. They beat the Kings 4-2. to Sebastian Aho has a goal. Sveshnikov again. Uh, Brady Sky and Marty Nachos kachekov with a 31-save win for that one. So they are currently on a four-game win streak. Their upcoming schedule, once again, I can't make this stuff up on Tuesday. They will be in Anaheim, the people with the new media channel you should check out. At 10 p.m. for the puck drop on that one, and then they get a little bit of a break before going to the New York Islanders on Saturday, 7.30, puck drop for that one. We're going to take a short break where we'll tell you about our friends at betonline.net. And when we come back, we will talk Glads, Owls, and then we will hear from Daniel Kotnar. We'll be right back after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact Dork from the Impact Media family of podcasts. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. They not only have the wager lines, they not only have the betting lines and things like that, but they have podcasts, they have articles, all the things to make you a better, smarter, more educated fan. Even if you don't bet, even if there's a place you're at a place where you cannot bet, uh, you can still go there and learn all kinds of use, useful information to help you uh, maybe in your fantasy league, maybe to help you be the smartest person in your family reunion, or maybe if you're trapped on an elevator. All of those places and more. Make sure to visit betonline.net for uh, all the great information. Uh, Before the break, we talked a little NHL. We talked some Predators and Canes. Now it's time to talk some Atlanta Gladiators. The Gladiators here recently, just, uh, let's see, on Friday, they were in Greenville to take on the Swamp Rabbits. Unfortunately, come up just a goal short in that one, as uh, Cody Sylvester had the lone goal for our Gladiators. With uh, Parks having 27 saves in the losing effort. It's okay, it happens, can't win them all. But they got back in the win column on Saturday as they beat those pesky Rabbits Up in Greenville, 3-2. Gabe Gertler, Eric Neely, and Cody Sylvester with goals in that one. And 10-deck had the win and 36 saves. Upcoming schedule. This is where it gets exciting, folks. Upcoming schedule. This Friday, 7 p.m. puck drop, our Atlanta Gladiators are going to host the Orlando Solar Bears. That, uh, is that a promotion? That is, what night is that? Oh, that is the Sing for Santa. Uh, You can join the Gladiators for hockey and holiday cheer. Enjoy a festive hockey atmosphere and intermission caroling from local schools. That's fantastic. It says we're playing Orlando, but it shows the Iceman on the poster. Um, We'll go with Orlando. They're probably playing Orlando. Also, on Saturday, December the tenth, seven PM puck drop, they host Orlando once again. I can confirm this because that's what it says on my tickets. As they will host them seven PM as I said. Not sure why it is. Oh, I know what's on. Okay. As this will be mesh jersey night. That means get there early. 7 p.m., yeah, get there early. For $10, you can get a mesh replica jersey that looks like their third jerseys, uh, which actually are pretty cool. Uh, Join the Gladiators as they take on the Orlando Solar Bears. Show up early to get a mesh replica jersey for just $10. As I said, this will be the first time I will be in the arena this season, I will have three of my favorite little minions with me. So be cautious and be a little gentle here as you as you uh, come up. If you if you see us and want to come say hello, we I, we definitely want to meet you guys. At, same thing applies, as I always say. If you see me at Saturday's game, if you want to grab a selfie, go post it online. Tag board check, tag me, tag any of those in it. We will send you or bring you swag. If you happen to be going to an event we're going to, we'll just bring it to you. But we very much uh, will do that. Once again, remember, I will be with three little minions. So let be a little cautious. Be a little cautious. I know you guys will, though. You guys are my listeners. You're great. But uh, once again, 7 p.m. on Saturday, that will be where you will see us. And hopefully we see you guys there as well. $10 jersey night. That's going to be fantastic. And then on Sunday, they will travel to Savannah to take on those uh, spirited Ghost Pirates. 3 p.m. puck drop on that one. Great sea still available down there in Savannah. They, uh, That's an arena I kind of want to check out. So we will see what happens with that. Now let's talk a little bit about our owls. Our owls ended up on the short end of the uh, short end of the stick, so to say, on the scoreboard. This past Thursday uh, UGA was able to uh, it, was, it was a real close matchup it kind of kind of went off the rails a little bit late in the second end of the third um, got a little physical Our guys are not afraid to, to throw down and do that but uh, or I always come up on the on the slight short end of the stick of that one but I like how they're playing they're they're, they're shaking up the lines they're doing some different things they're trying to build a really really great program. And I think they're definitely doing that. Uh, Me and Daniel will talk about that here in a little while. Um, They will not play again, though, till January the 6th. Once again, that's something we will talk about as well. It's the 6th and 7th. That is a Friday and a Saturday, I believe. They will do a home and home. Where they will host the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets hockey team at 8 at the Uh, Atlanta Ice House, and uh, the game on that Saturday will be at the Atlanta Atlanta Ice Forum, which is up in Duluth. It's actually not far from where the Gladiators play. It's actually the practice facility of the Atlanta Gladiators. So, would love to see you guys at those games. I, at the moment, have penciled in to try to go to both of those. Don't know a time on the saturday one yet uh georgia tech has not released that information as soon as they do we'll let you guys know but 8 p.m puck drop on uh that friday up at the atlanta ice house now i want to turn it over to my interview with daniel Kotnar. i probably said his name 14 different ways this way uh Luckily, he's not easily offended, but he is fantastic, and I will turn it over to him, and when we come back, we'll do a little housekeeping here on Board Chat.
1: Joining me at this time is your alternate captain. He is also a sophomore left wing and center. He's been experimenting with a little bit of both. He is Daniel Kotnor. How are you, Daniel?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm uh, doing pretty good. It's been a nice, lax day around here. I know you just come back from a workout, so you're probably ready to go to sleep, too.
2: Yeah, got a nice workout in um, keeping the body fresh, stretching after the game. We got a nice long break coming ahead of us. So I want to take advantage of it, make sure I'm coming back
1: 110%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with your workouts, do you do you vary them up, whether there's like an arm day, a leg day, or is there just a certain routine you like to do?
2: Yeah, um, I have been having a routine. I do a push-pull leg system, and I'm extended stretching. I do leg stuff. I do jump roping, biking, running, agility ladders. I mix it all up. I try to keep a simple program with it.
1: Plus, that also sounds like things you can do if you can't find a gym. You could easily find uh, a jump rope or or things you could could do if you're stuck in a hotel room or something.
2: Yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to always be weights. It can be from push-ups to pull-ups to just stretching. Anything, I just want to keep myself physically fit. Keep my body moving, keep the blood flowing, so I'm not getting sore, so I don't keep hurting myself.
1: That's awesome. Well, I also said you you are an ultimate captain. Uh we had the other ultimate captain, Aiden Hamby, on a couple of weeks ago. Uh first off, congratulations on being an ultimate captain because uh even being a young player like you are, that's that's fantastic to be one as a just your second year on the squad. Um yeah. what kind of traits do you think you had that led to you being the ultimate captain?
2: Well, I just try to be vocal out there, try to be a team player. I just try to help get everyone's motivation up when we're going through a hard time in the game or things are starting to fall apart. I try to keep us together. I don't want to see anyone down, anyone frustrated or mad. I want to keep everyone a cool, calm head and just be there for my teammates and help everyone have a good, solid experience this
1: season. I think that's great. I think that's that's some of the, the better qualities of leaders is is just setting that example and, and helping others like that. Um was there a, a player growing up or is there a player now that you either pattern your game after or maybe uh just pattern how you play?
2: Yeah, of course. Um as a big Bruins fan I've always watched Bergeron and I've always loved his defensive abilities and how he's a great leader out there. He's always shined at face off getting the puck out, and just being a great player in the defensive zone. I've always watched how he's played, and I've always tried to mimic how he how poke checks, how he takes face off, how he does everything in the defensive zone. And another player that I'm going to get a lot of hate for is definitely Brad Marchand. Um, he plays mm. a very interesting game, but you got to respect the way he plays with all the hate he gets. He plays his way of hockey to get under the opponent's skin, and it works. He gets on the score sheet a lot. And as a Brewers fan, you see him playing, and he's a player that you want on your team and that you don't want to play against. So,
1: I I would absolutely agree. Yeah, that's how I defend Brad Marchand is is I say, uh, yeah, when he plays against my teams, I I definitely do not like him. But if I'm just casually watching a game, uh, he's one of the first people I zero in on. And I say all the time that if he would stop some of the shenanigans he does, then he would probably be a top-five scorer in the league. But if he stopped the shenanigans, he wouldn't be Brad Marshall,
2: Yeah. So you can definitely see he's gone a lot more disciplined. He stopped the licking. He's been doing a lot. He's been doing a lot, like, overall as a player. He's been trying to make himself better. And you can see it out there. But he wouldn't be who he is if he wasn't acting like he was. So you, you got to love him for that.
1: Now, the fact that a lot of, of uh, the games you played may not be on – um, may not be on video or, or, you know, a way to view them. Uh, have you ever sleep-footed anybody like him? Um,
2: It happens, yeah. You don't always mean to, and right. it, it happens by accident, but yes, I have.
1: See, that's what I say sometimes. Is, is a lot of the ones that he does and other people, it's just happenstance. You just happen to be in the wrong spot. You get twisted up a little bit, and you just knock the other guy down.
2: Yeah. A lot of it is Effort, you don't take that extra stride. You don't get into the hit right. But the second you take that penalty, you know. And you know it costs yep. you, your team a, t- a penalty. And a lot of times it gets in your head, but you just can't let it get to you. And we all make mistakes, some more than others. We just got to put it behind you and make up for it.
1: That you do. We're on here with uh, Daniel Cottonor, otherwise known Cox. He gave me about five other nicknames, but we'll stick with that one. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I saw you uh you seem to be a big music fan and uh you, you like to go to a lot of events and things. Uh who are some of the who are some of the biggest acts bigger acts you like to listen to?
2: I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I cannot hear you.
1: Oh. Yeah. Uh, I saw that you're a big music fan, go to a lot of concerts and things. Uh who are some of your favorite bands?
2: Yeah, well I've only actually been to one concert, the Molly Crew concert over the summer. Oh. But I look mixing it up lately. I'm not going to lie, I've listened to a lot of Katy Perry, but uh, mm. I like country, I like rap, I like everything. doesn't matter who, i listen to it. But as of lately, I've also been a big um, Post Malone
1: and Young Gravy fan. Hmm. It's hard to go wrong with any of those. And on this yeah. show, you will never catch flack for being a Katy Perry fan. Very much a big yeah. Katy Perry fan myself. She can sing. She does. Uh, how was the Crew Fest?
2: It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a very last minute thing. Got very cheap nosebleed tickets, but somehow ended up getting VIP and being ten feet in front of them by the end of the night. Oh. So it was a very oh, wow. nice, very unique experience. It was very cool, and I'm definitely planning on going to more concerts.
1: And there's a lot of good venues down here in Atlanta, so the, there will be definitely more coming up, especially as things are opening up. Uh, yeah, I grew up a big crew fan, especially uh, Tommy Lee, because I was a drummer, so uh, that is a band I have yet to see. I need to go see them.
2: Yes, I do not know when they are on tour near here next, but you definitely have to see them. It was a very great experience.
1: That's awesome. I also saw you seem to like to spend time outdoors. Are you a big, like, uh, fish guy? Or are you a big uh, camping, or are you just, like, hiking around, or what?
2: I love the outdoors. Um, I would say I love fishing, except I'm not good at it. When I was younger, I used to go... <laughs> deep-sea fishing off um, Cape Cod. I used to go striper fishing all the time. I used to love it. And then when I came to Georgia, I love fishing, but I can only fish for around two hours before I get bored. So mm. not the best at it, but I love the outdoors. I love hiking. Just the fresh air and being outside, seeing new things, doing new things is awesome.
1: I'm right there with you on that one. It's uh, It's hard for me to just sit there all day and fish, but, If we're deep sea fishing, I'm there for as long as you want to be there.
2: Yeah. It's very fun. (laughs) See, whenever you get something big on the line, it comes out of nowhere, gets your heart beating. It's very exciting.
1: Oh, yeah, and that rare chance where you get to reel in something that weighs more than you do, you're just like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. I say whenever
2: uh, I used to go to um, southern Florida around Apalachicola, and I used to go shark fishing mm-hmm. off the shore there. I, I got a few couple of hammerheads and a uh, with a tiger on for around three hours straight. It caught us out two wow. miles a line, And after that three hour fight, we just ran out of line and we lost it. But even after it, such a fun fight. And it's, even when you don't get the fish, it's still a great story and something that you can learn on. It's just so fun.
1: Oh, yeah. You just, you feel so like pumped up and alive even when you even when you miss a fish like that you just you feel like you can run through a wall right
2: yeah it's no feeling can explain it just being outside just those unique things happening that you just can't replicate inside or on your phone see to believe it
1: and of course we're here on with uh with uh cots otherwise known as daniel cotton from people who, if you couldn't pick up on a lot of those clues there, I forgot to mention earlier, you are actually from the Massachusetts area. You threw in the Cape Cod. You're a big Bruins fan, so to connect the yeah. dots, because I know people are starting to go, "Wait a minute!" Now he said when he moved here. And so, uh, what was it like growing up in Massachusetts? How long were you there?
2: Um, it was very different. I lived there for nine years. I moved around Massachusetts three different times, and so it was very different. Had different schools growing up. Played hockey in a bunch of different areas. And it's a, people are very different there, very different culture. It's Very cold during the winters and very hot during the summers. There'll be times where you'd wake up and there's three and a half feet of snow outside, 10 out, and still got to run through all the snow to get to the school bus. So moving to the south was a very different experience than the jump. Uh, I came here with no friends right at the end of the school year, right after Snow Apocalypse. So, I was hearing all the stories about people jumping out of their cars, leaving their cars on the side of the highway. So, at one at part of me was thinking, how could it be that crazy? Why are people freaking out this much about snow? But then, once you start to lift here more, you start to realize that no one's seen it. So, you have a lot of different experiences and stories that a lot of people from Georgia have never seen or heard.
1: Exactly. We were talking a little before the show, or before we started recording about that. And it's, uh, I think it's a lot of, we're just not prepared for it. We don't have the equipment. We're, we're not, like you said, we're not used to seeing it down here. So that when we get three feet of snow, everybody panics because they ha- have never seen that before.
2: Yeah. But they, something that when you first see it, you don't know what to do and driving on it is by far the hardest part. Everyone <laughs> wants to love the snow and see the snow until they have to live with it. So yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, You are a psychology major, correct?
2: Yes, I am. I uh,
1: declared my major
2: last semester. I did not know what I wanted to do. I still
1: don't know what I want to do,
2: so I'm just (laughs) testing out different things,
1: see what I like. Well, if it makes you feel any better, of the five different majors I had when I attended KSU back in the day, uh, psychology was the one in the dead middle. It ended up being a really good pivot point to where I I ended up in the direction that, that I ended up going. So what made you pick psychology?
2: Um, I really like helping people. Uh it's one of the things where I looked more into it and it's, it connects a lot of the mental side of us to more of the science side. And I really want to both find curious different things and I just wanna see an overall help people mentally, physically. I just wanna see others smile and see others happy and get over things. So it's very unique getting into the brain. And to the science side side of stuff, so it's a very it's a very cool field.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. I tell a lot of people, especially a lot of young people, I was like, you you don't necessarily have to have degrees in it. If you decide to go these routes, that's great. But if you understand yeah. the basic pr- principles of psychology and marketing, you can do about anything you want in this world because it's all about how to sell things and why they're selling the way they do. Mhm. For sure. And have you found parallels between uh, things you learned in the classroom psychology-wise and on the ice?
2: Um, Yeah, it's helped me keep a cooler head. It's helped me realize that a lot of hockey is mental. It's 50%. It's Forget the saying, it's 70% mental, 30% skill, something like that. But a lot of yeah. hockey is keeping a cool head, not letting your emotions take control and just playing your game and not letting frustration take over because once that happens, you start taking penalties and you start not thinking clear. So it helps you really open up your mind into realizing how to play, especially under certain situations.
1: Now, you know, based off a little bit, uh, we'll get into uh, a little bit of last night's game, as as I said before we got started. Um, are, are Have you ever thrown down in a game? And, uh, and if so, how did that go?
2: Have I ever been walk? You repeat that?
1: Have you ever uh, uh yeah, have you ever had a fight during during a game? Has it ever led to that for you?
2: I have not. There
1: have been a few altercations
2: on the ice, people throwing each other, helmets coming off, but I haven't been out there. I really try to keep a cool head on the ice and I don't really want to get into a lot of fights because I know if I fight them it's gonna be a penalty both ways and I don't want to put our team on the a disadvantage. So I have not had a fight yet. It'd be a cool experience, but I'm not the biggest <laughs> fighter. I never have, and I'm perfectly okay with that.
1: Yeah, there's you know there's usually it's usually two type of players. One that is that is almost looking for the opportunity to do it, and then and then the uh, the really good players like you as well that are like you know I'd, I'd rather be the bouncer. I'd rather be the one to kind of part the seas, so to say, and go hey, let's uh, board, not right here in the corner.
2: Yeah, for sure. I'm not a big fighter, but it doesn't mean I like not like playing physical. I'm a really physical guy, and I'm really for it. I always try to be the first to the puck, and I always want to let our opponent know that they have forecheck on them and that there's a guy there. So I think physicality is a very important thing in hockey, something that needs to be done more. But you got to do it to an extent. You can't be fighting people whenever it's not needed. There's a time and a place for it, and you have to realize that.
1: See, he is the good guy version of Brad Marshawn, guys. Exactly. He's just, as Marshawn is misunderstood by his actions, Daniel here is just a a true blue, going to play it right down the line. If I try to. (laughs) It's hard sometimes. I understand that.
2: It is, yes. Especially when you get angry. Like, I did have a penalty Thursday, which I do agree. It was not the cleanest hit, but we all have those moments, and you got to make up for it, and you can't let those affect your game and get in your head. You have to put them behind you and realize everyone makes mistakes, and you got to prove those mistakes wrong and prove why you're a better player than that.
1: Exactly. And plus, it was against UGA. And, and folks, if you're to this show, I mean, UGA needs to be knocked down a peg, all right? They're not as high and mighty as they say they are. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail for saying this, but there's such a long rivalry that people don't understand between KSU and UGA, and we were talking about it a little bit. But, you know, what does that rivalry mean to you?
2: Well, yeah, of course. Um, Last year, coming in as a 17-year-old, very young on the team, playing UGA in my first game, it was a very very big jump. It was a very physical game, and it kind of grew into me that I want to beat these guys. It's very frustrating seeing the scoreboard over and over again, and you just want to beat them because we had our last home game against UGA, and I did get hurt halfway into the first and did not play the rest of that game so that did fuel a lot into me and I really wanted to prove that differently the next game so it's just it's been a game that you respect them as a team they are very they are very skilled team and I do respect them as a team but you do also want to beat them after how your past record's been against them you want to prove everyone wrong we did do that last game the score may have not shown how he played but we definitely played a lot stronger of a game compared to how we have in the past
1: I, I absolutely agree with that. And we're finishing up here with alternate captain for our KSU Owls, Daniel Kottnor. Uh, Kottnor. I, see I almost messed it up again. <laughs> um, but um, is there a player on, on on your team that just pushes you in practice or during games to, to just be the best you can be?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, one of our new players is here, Essex. He's been on my line for the last couple weeks. The a great kid, great player. We're always push, pushing each other in practice and off the ice. We always, we want to see each other get better, and we're always hitting each other in practice. We're sticking together off the ice. We're doing stuff on and off the ice to get make each other better and push each other. So, yeah, for sure. Him and Chris Scott, and that, he's hmm. one of our – sorry, what were we saying? No, go ahead. Oh, yeah, listen. Chris Scott, he's one of our – he was a freshman last year, too. This year he's definitely taking a very big step in his game, on and off the ice. He's talking more. And, you know, I just like the way he plays. He's a very smart and calm player out there. He can see the ice very well. So I tend to watch him, how he plays, and I want to – I'd like pushing myself against him and Essex. So, yeah.
1: Now, from our first, uh, I guess, incarnation on this show of of covering KSU – uh, I learned that a lot of the guys back then were uh pretty good pranksters. Uh they did some uh, pretty good interesting uh photo shoots that they would they would put online that were pretty funny. Um is there any pranksters on this squad here or is there anything you guys like to do to mess with each other?
2: Yeah, uh well specifically last year, um I myself did like doing a lot of pranks
1: on the team. You know, I
2: was younger and more mischievous. <laughs> I like it, like making making people laugh. So, there's one player on the team, Connor Whelan. If you ask any player on the team, everyone loves him. He's joke around the face of you hockey. But uh, last year, I filled up his stick with uh, water. It took him, he didn't realize what it was for around 30 minutes. Uh, we hated his equipment one. So, yeah, him and I would have to say Aaron Tisdale are now. Tisdale is now a very big prankster on the team. He likes making people laugh, and he's always trying to
1: find something funny to do. That's awesome. You guys definitely sound like the, the bunch I would hang out with. That is that is always me, trying to get reactions and make people laugh.
2: Yeah, let's say. Last year, we didn't have a very big sense of community on the team. Everyone was new, new with each other. We had the mix of older guys who played with each other and then new the freshmen, the rookies, who didn't know each other. So this year, we've really tried to step it up and get a sense of a family and connection between everyone. So It's been a very, very fun year as a team, and I made a lot of new friends I will definitely have past this year. It's been a very good team overall sense of community on the team.
1: That's awesome. That's always good to hear. Uh, last couple questions for you, and I will let you to your evening. Um, do you have any goals uh, for the rest of this year, and then what are your goals for next year? Um,
2: as a team or as a personal player?
1: Uh Either or both, however you want to take it.
2: Um, Start off in terms of the team. Um, I, as a team, want us to try to at least win five games out of the second half. I want us to gain our confidence up and to try to come the next year with a good step forward and come off of a few wins because we know we haven't done that well first semester, but we know we can do a lot better second semester. And like you said, we're a very young squad. We're all new with each other, so it just takes time. I just want to see the team overall, everyone happy and enjoying winning games. And as a personal player, I want to come back next season healthy because I have been fighting a few injuries this year. So I want to come back on a better foot next semester and just come back ready and 110%.
1: I think those are very attainable goals, definitely. Uh, And then lastly, um, what is your message to – uh, not only the, the KS, KSU faithful that, that supports this team to come to games, but for people that that are maybe looking for that that team to go follow and go see, like, what is your message to the to the fans?
2: Yeah, well, to start off, one thing: every single person has come out. It's a very fun seeing everyone come out to the games. A lot of smiling, and very big growing in the fan base from last year. Thanks to all those people who stuck with us from last year. And if you haven't seen a game come to a game, they're always great, and everyone who has gone to one will always say they want to one and go to the next one, and we always love seeing those guys out, come to those games, and we really play for our fans, because a lot of people on our team haven't played in front of a fun fan base, and a lot of us love the people who come out of the games, so and we want to win games for you guys, so please, if you have not come to a game, show up, and it will 100% be worth it.
1: Absolutely, and your next game, I believe, is in January, correct?
2: If I'm correct, it's January 6th or the 7th against Georgia Tech. So it's a very big game, fun rivalry, and it's going to be a great game to come to.
1: And a lot of people don't realize that uh, that's a home-away series game that you guys are doing, and both those arenas are not far from each other. So they're, you know, if you go to one, you should go to the other.
2: Yeah, but say we had our Athens game Thursday, and I did see a lot of KSU fans in the crowd, and it was very great seeing them driving that way to come support us. But for sure, we've been doing a lot of away, home split, and it's always great seeing those fans on the road. So if you can make it to Duluth, Duluth Forum, it's around a 40-minute drive from Kennesaw. But if you can, we would love to see you guys there.
1: Well, Daniel, it has been fantastic having you on. I know uh, you're one of the requested players. Whenever I, I I said, hey, you know, who do you the fans want want me to have on the show? They they named uh, you. They named Aiden. They named uh, a couple more that we're lining up at the moment. But it has been fantastic having you on. We wish you uh, continued success, and we will be uh, there cheering you along.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's been an honor being on the show, and I always loved coming out to talk.
0: And we're back here on Board Check. Uh, fantastic chat we just had with Daniel. He's a super, super guy, man. They, they have so many great humans over on uh, the Owls team. Uh, it's fun talking to him about uh, a little bit about the Bruins, a little bit about his growing up in Massachusetts. Um, just a uh, super guy, super, super guy. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And as I I say on there, there there are people you guys have told me you want to talk to, and I am trying to get them on the show. Mostly it is on my side, so I will step up my efforts and and get them on the show the best I can. Uh, But that's going to do it for us for another great edition of Board Check. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Go Preds. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Owls. Go watch High.
1: The the whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice the goalie jumps and the player pops and the-